I, it looks so great. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks for agreeing with me, guys. Much yeah. deserved. Much deserved. See how fun this can be? I expect some of the same love come around before this number one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Burn it down. All right. Guys, all right, number one, we got Phil, me, Joel. <laughs> oh, I'm Bert. <laughs> I might be standing up for this one, guys. Three men who also happen to be best friends as well as a bunch of complete movie nerds are on a mission to save the world with a podcast that really honestly doesn't help with or solve any of the world's problems whatsoever sorry please grab your bowl of popcorn and your sugar-free beverage get to your seats sit back relax and enjoy a brand new episode of all screens and sizes Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone tuning in from around the world. Oh, I kind of sounded like Bruce Buffer there. Anyways, oh my Lord. Uh, <laughs> welcome to All Screens and Sizes. We're here with episode number 12. And do you smell that? Do you smell what All Screens and Sizes is cooking up for today, baby? <laughs> no way. What does it smell, Nick? You want to tell us? Do you want to tell got, us? I'm going to tell you. We've got a very special, exciting new episode where we will be ranking our top five most underrated movies of all time. But we will get into more of the details about that and what that means in here in a bit. But you know how we got to do. We got to check in with the family. My brethren, how are we doing? I just, I just can't get enough of you like narrating our our lives and our so you practice that in front of the mirror uh once or twice you know what i mean once or twice <laughs> <laughs> well guys i'm on cloud nine all right i'm still in a rush of adrenaline love uh i am i had the best night of my life about two nights ago when i went to see bruce the ball springsteen live in concert in barcelona we after the game we found out we had two days off and i hustled my butt online to get my hands on a ticket even though it's been sold out forever and somehow some way i got my ticket i got a plane ticket the plane had one seat left it's meant to be it's destiny i saw the messiah himself bruce the boss he's the goat thank you uh everyone for listening this is the podcast and uh that'll be it that's the can't can't top that highlight wow Best night of your life. Yeah. <laughs> it was. That's, well, that's great. Well, to go off of Jordy's on cloud nine, speaking of nine, we got a quarterback, baby. Bryce Young, number nine. It's official today. He's taking number nine. Short Kings unite in the Carolinas. I don't care what any of y'all say. Bryce Young is my quarterback. Phil, Phil, we got a lot. We got a lot. We got some foreign international listeners as well. Like you got to give some context because oh, we don't. The we don't Carolina care. Panthers, the National Football oh, League, the F for football, the American football. I don't know if you guys. <laughs> the real football. Uh, still respect you though. Uh, but also since we last spoke, I saw Return of the Jedi last Friday in theaters. I went back to 1983, and then we got Guardians this week, so I'm super excited about that. But the most exciting thing. Five days away. Five days away from the real goat, Jordy. Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh. Let's go. Yes. Making my friendship bracelets tomorrow. Oh man. Well, we guess we got to report back next next week for you know for report of that. How how amazing that was. Yeah, should do it. Pod on that. Your swift pod. Oh man. Well, I don't. I don't have any life-changing concerts coming up. But my dad just flew into Greece today. I picked him up from the airport. He came in to catch the final regular season game tomorrow, and then he's gonna hopefully stick around and watch some playoff games. So it's good to have my dad here. And I'm taking him to go see a re-release of the Lord of the Rings Return of the King in theaters tomorrow night. Sweet. And little does he know that I'm dragging <laughs> him to see the director's cut extended edition 
wear your diaper edition over <laughs> over four hours long. He has no idea what he's in for, but one of the best movies ever, and he's just going to have to endure it. He's going to have to endure it with me. Anyway, so again, for our listeners, we are bringing you an extra special ranking of our top five most underrated movies of all time. And for the purpose of this segment, the Funderated Five. Oh, right? that's the catchy. Funderated that. Five. That's catchy. That's the genius. That's catchy. A genius. And, well, it might be fun now, guys. This is a very daunting task, sifting through every movie ever made. <laughs> but don't worry. Leave it up to us experts here at All Screens and Sizes to, to deliver the content after many, many sleepless nights. We've compiled our list for your enjoyment or your disagreement, whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever. But we've, we've arrived here with our most underrated films. And again, full disclosure, we do not know the movies that, we, that each other have picked. Uh, we haven't discussed them at all with each other until nope. right this very moment. There's been some speculation, some guesses going around, but no, <laughs> we have no idea. No. That's true. I cannot wait to see what you guys have picked. What you've come up with and also we've agreed to keep the criteria for being underrated somewhat ambiguous and self-determined so i'll leave it up to each of you boys to kind of explain why you think each movie is so underrated and i guess there's different definitions right it can be just a low rated movie kind of universally but you don't see it and you love it it can be a movie that maybe didn't make as much money in the box office and should have, um, or maybe just a movie that just has, is not talked about enough, you know? So there, like I said, you, it could be a lot of different things. And I think we'll have our, we've done our homework, we've done our research to back it up and we got the passion and the fire to, to release it in case anyone disagrees. So I'm very curious to see what you guys lists consist of, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So without further ado, Let's get right into our Funderated 5 list. Phil, start us off, baby. Start us off. Number 5. Oh, I'm starting oh, off. Oh, baby. Woo! Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'm the guinea pig. All right, baby. Number 5. My goodness. Woo! Number 5. <laughs> it could be number 1 on everybody's list. All right. So my number 5, 1998. I went down to I went down to Vegas and got Snake Eyes. I'm picking the mystery thriller Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage, Gary Sinise, Carla Cagino, and John Hurd, among many others, as my number five underrated film. And this is what's underrated. Critics on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 41%. Ooh. Audience gave it a 35%. And you are all losing your minds. So what I'm gonna do for my movies is I'm gonna you know do a little intro like I just did there. I'm going to read the synopsis for you guys. I'm going to read one of the garbage reviews that they gave it. And I'm going to give you my favorite quote from it while also explain the movie to you. So first of all, it is directed by Brian De Palma. This man made Scarface, Carrie, The Untouchables. Snake Eyes is in his portfolio. It's got to be as great as those films. Duh. So here, here's the synopsis. Detective Rick Santoro. Can you get a better name than that? Maybe <laughs> later in the can't, can't, He can't get a better suit either. I know that. Oh, That's my gosh. Detective Rick Santoro has never played by the rules. When he attends a high-profile boxing match with his friend, Navy Commander Kevin Dunn, or Dune, Dunn, Gary Sinise, as well as Defense Secretary Kirkland, he witnesses a terrorist assassinate Kirkland. Despite a lockdown on the arena, key witness Julia Costello sexy-ass Carla Cagino, escapes. And Santoro begins to suspect Kirkland's death as part of a much larger conspiracy that involves boxing rivals and a beautiful stranger. Guys, what else do you want? We got the word conspiracy. We got Carla Cagino. We got (laughs) terrorists. We got death. We got Nicolas Cage in a suit named Rick Santoro. This, This movie is... It's in my wheelhouse. What What does this movie offer that most movies don't? Just the, the story is amazing, but how they break it down. So again, we have a terrorist act. We see movies with terrorists that kill people, whatever. But what we have is chaos. And during this film, Rick Santoro, Nicolas Cage, has to find out through the chaos what has happened. And so throughout the movie, it's one of those movies where we see it from one person's point of view. And like, do we believe it? Then we see it from another's point of view. Do we believe it? And then slowly as the movie comes to an end, all these intertwined stories come together. And we start seeing the truth. And we start finding out the mystery of this thriller. 
to what actually happened. This is this movie's in my top five of underrated. People don't respect it. People don't talk about it. Nicolas Cage is is just being himself, which is all of what you want. I love it. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. Now, these people or this person, I did say I was going to read a garbage review, but let's just start with the review first. The review that I found, because I'm trying to point out these clowns, he started off with everything is scummy and snake eyes, even the things that first appear not to be. The tagline on the VHS cover, VHS cover is true. Believe everything except your eyes. Everything is scummy. Now, at that point, I thought he was making a negative review, but then he says – Great movie. Not sure why people disliked it so much. <laughs> Guys, anytime you can turn scummy into a positive, this is a movie for you. Um, so again, Snake Eyes. And my favorite quote from the film, which is said by Gary Sinise, there's a lot of things to laugh at. This is, I think, the best, funniest quote. He says, Terry likes to talk to me during sex. He's talking about his wife. Last night she called me from the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> He's having marital issues. Um, but anyways, I got press. Snake eyes. I just making sure everyone didn't get it. Um, Snake eyes. Number five. We got Vegas. We got a. We got a big box office fight. We got. We got a conspiracy on hand. It's wild. Uh, it's Snake also. Eyes. It's also Nick Cage's, uh, in his opinion, his most underrated film. I've heard him say that in an interview yes. before. It's just my mind number so five. So we got, Nick, we got one. Nick's stamp of approval. Tell him what we got here. Ain't no way, Kevin. You got snake eyes. It's time for my number five. My number five is a movie that I think it might be the movie I have recommended the most to people to go see. And it is a movie that has, in my opinion, a great plot, great direction, great action sequences, great humor. All the performances were top notch. It is a movie that came out in 2014, directed by Doug Lyman. I think it is the most underrated science fiction action movie to come out in recent history. It's called Edge of Tomorrow, baby. Tom mm. Cruise, Emily Blunt. People sleep on this movie, and I am here to wake them up. I'll hit you with a plot synopsis as well. When Earth falls under attack from invincible aliens... With no military unit in the world is able to beat them, Major William Cage, a.k.a. Tom Cruise, an officer who has never seen combat, is assigned to a suicide mission. He's killed within moments, but then Cage finds himself thrown into a time loop in which he relives the same brutal fight and his death over and over and over again. However, Cage's fighting skills improve with each encore, bringing him and a comrade Emily Blunt, in this case, ever closer to defeating the aliens. Guys, this movie is a thrill ride. It is incredibly intense. The action scenes are incredible. I think a little bit of context may be why it didn't, you know, get that many people to go see it. Um, there was some stuff going on with the promotion of this. It's based on a uh, on a great story uh, by Hiroshi Sakurazaka. Really, practice on pronouncing that. It's called "All You Need Is Kill." That was supposed to be the title. Over 100 million, the marketing campaign went out. They they switched the names up. Uh, for some reason, you know, it slipped through the cracks for a lot of people. But every person that I've recommended it to went to see it, and they were blown away by it as well. And everyone that hasn't seen it, go see that movie, Edge of Tomorrow. And there's a Jordy, sequel coming. Jordy, didn't they change the name again? Yes. Didn't it have a third name as well? So the when it was released, it was Edge of Tomorrow with the tagline, Live, Die, Repeat. But the director, Doug Lyman, actually wanted Live, Die, Repeat to be the real title. But they also kind of disagreed on that. So it became Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. But then when it went to home release, it was just Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Right, I remember that because I remember thinking the same thing to her. Like, it was a great movie. Yeah. And then I remember that had to have played some sort of role into like why it didn't hit with people or it didn't reach as yeah as many people as it should. I don't know, it was very confusing to me at least. Like what is this movie? Exactly. It even had different titles in different countries. Like it's that was I guess that was a mess. Is but. the sequel gonna be Edge of Day After Tomorrow? <laughs> it's, gonna be, <laughs> it's 
It's gonna have. We, we haven't settled on a name yet, Phil. We gotta do some little market research first, and oh. then try th- and then change it three more times. I was about to say they didn't have a name for this one, so who knows what the next one's gonna be? Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be a movie. They're talking about maybe a show. Um, if it's a if it's a prequel, they can do Edge of Yesterday. Edge of Yesterday or <laughs> Live. Di- I don't know. Whatever. They, they gotta figure out. <laughs> they gotta get the name right because it deserves all the love. But guys, go see Edge of Tomorrow. Groundhog Day. Two. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. Bring Bill yeah, Murray fine. in again. I'm not a soldier, really. No, of course you're not. That's why I'm embedding you with several hundred thousand men and women who are. While it is an honor, General, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to decline. Can't stand the sight of blood. Not so much as a paper cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number five. Guys, this movie was probably one of my earliest memories, if not the earliest memory that I have of going to a movie theater. It remains one of my top five theater experiences of my life. Guys, I was seven years old at the time I went to see this in theaters. Now this movie got so much hate during the release because for whatever reason, I don't know, there was high expectations. It was very different than some of the other movies that came before it or whatever the reasons might be some of the other movies some of the other movies but i loved it then i love this movie now and looking back i believe that it has aged extremely well the fans have begun to appreciate this film for how great it actually is it was nominated for three academy awards but the rotten tomato scores 50 percent critics 58 percent audiences meh Pretty bad, pretty rotten. But guys, Star Wars Episode One, <laughs> The Phantom Menace is the fifth most underrated movie of all time. Guys, the first movie of the prequel trilogy. <laughs> and we got some we got some unbelievable things in this movie, guys. The origins of the chosen one, Anakin. We got Qui-Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson, a young Obi-Wan. Ewan what else did we have, Nick? What else did we have, Nick? We got a pod racing, unbelievable no, no. pod else? racing action scene. What else? Hold on, hold on. I don't think he's getting to that part. Jordan. I'm never getting to that point, Jordy. But hold on. We, maybe my favorite Star Wars character of all time. We were there introduced to. There it is. Darth Maul. Oh. oh, oh, oh okay. We got Duel of the Fates, arguably the greatest Star Wars. Musical theme of all time. <laughs> oh, legendary John Williams was in his bag on that. He was in his bag. That's where the that's where the Oscars came from, guys. That is where the Oscars came from, guys. <laughs> The, I mean, The Phantom Menace is so underrated. It got so much hate. But as we look back, guys, this was a movie that we, I think we can all appreciate for what it is now. Number five, The Phantom Menace. Da, 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 da. Nothing more to Beautiful. say. <laughs> it's working! It's working! Number four. Ladies and gentlemen, I have prepared a speech to share with you guys. I have prepared a speech and it is a, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. I know we're talking about movies, underrated movies, but screw that. The greatness cannot be captured in one movie. Um, ladies and gentlemen, today I stand before you to discuss a movie franchise that has often been dismissed as nothing more than mindless gore and violence. It is my belief that this saw movie franchise as a whole deserves way more love appreciation critical appraisal despite its gruesome reputation it offers much more than meets the eye ladies and gentlemen behind the bloodshed lies a captivating storyline thrilling unexpected twist impeccable sound design and a meticulously crafted world that deserves recognition First off, let's, let's address the elephant in the room, guys. The gore. There's no denying that the Saw movies feature intense and graphic scenes that push the boundaries of horror. However, it is essential to look beyond the blood and dismemberment to appreciate the underlying story that unfolds throughout the franchise, guys. At its core, the Saw movie series 
present a thought-provoking exploration of morality, human nature, and the consequences of our actions. <laughs> Nick, don't laugh. Morality. Don't yeah. laugh. <laughs> Intri the intricate plot lines woven throughout the movies compel us to question our own values and the lengths that we would go to to survive. Guys, this movie franchise, I want to I have one more little piece prepared for the plot twist because that's the thing that that is the most impressive for me these movies one of the most remarkable aspects of the saw franchise its ability to deliver unexpected twists that leave audiences astounded and it did to me as well each installment takes us on a roller coaster ride of suspense forcing us to constantly reevaluate our assumptions about the characters and their motivations and the genius lies in the way that these twists are meticulously built up often leaving viewers in a state of shock and awe. Yeah, guys, the unpredictability sets the Saw movies apart from any other horror franchise. It creates a unique, exhilarating viewing experience that deserves more appreciation. We gotta look past the gore, guys. This this is a horror franchise that I've watched the most. I've rewatched, I usually watch rewatch them several times a year. Saw 10 is coming out this year, I believe, around Halloween. Oh, no, it's just been announced probably next year, then Halloween. And I want to, everyone want the director to, to cut out all the sighs, all the, sh the shrugs, all the shaking heads that I've seen here in front of me because this movie deserves, and this franchise movie, You picked it. the whole franchise, one. Exactly. And two, can you be underrated if you have 10 films? You're doing something, right? 10, well. Each one of them is underrated. Jordy, that Jordy, that was a beautiful, beautiful speech, and I pretty much disagree with every single thing yeah, you said. That was, but it was a you beautiful guys, speech. I lost your mind. I haven't even got to the to the to the the character of Detective Hoffman. It should be on the Mount Rushmore of horror movie characters, not necessarily slashing That's not what this pod is about characters. right now. No, that's you, why I didn't bring it up, Phil. If you would have stopped that saw saw one has yeah. some great storytelling. It's not, you it's threw not in the whole it's you threw not, in the whole, the whole it's not underrated. That's like the whole franchise. I'll, no, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you this. I everything that I've just said only goes for Saw Two and beyond. Saw One deserve, doesn't deserve any more praise. It's incredible, but my my emotions run high. Since we're on the topic, crap is on it two not? And two, I, two, eight, nine, I nine. get the whole morality thing of this. This is the thing, and it teaches you to appreciate your life and all that stuff. But that's the same concept in every film. They don't do anything different with. The story. It's just it's just who do who's doing what. It doesn't it doesn't advance. The only thing is advancing. Preach. How, many, how many ways can we die in this thing? Preach. Yeah, it's so the same. What movie? Same. What movie did you recently watch? You couldn't even finish because you because you got soft on us now. What movie was that? Spiral, and it's just gross. It's just dumb. It's what yeah. does that have to do with anything? Hey, I'm here. I'm here for someone else being called soft here. I'm here for that. I, I, finished, I went back and watched it. The movie was terrible. I don't know what. Get out of it. It's my turn. Number four, my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn, oh, Phil. Sorry. It's my turn, baby. You Go gotta wait one saw. more. You you let us off. Now you gotta wait. You're on. You're on deck though. For for our listeners from around the world, on deck. That's an American baseball <laughs> reference. Uh, you don't know me, but I know you. Okay, number four. The fourth most underrated movie of all time is a little movie by the name of Twister. And I say little movie, but this had a big impact on my life and the and the world while we're at it. This has had some big time acting performances. Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman in a great role. And this movie made me want to chase storms when I was older or when I was a kid and I wanted to be older. That's what I wanted to do. Unfortunately, some things, you know, didn't really work out for me, but uh, that's what I wanted because of this movie. Also, Jordy, this was directed by a no, Dutchie, I was going to ask you, who, who directed? Yeah, I was going to ask you, directed by a, a, a Dutchie, Jan de Bont. I believe oh, that's how you pronounce that, it. And Jan de Bont. Jan de Bont he went from to Holland. translate for that. I've been practicing that in the mirror as well, Phil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is another movie from my from my childhood. My sister Sarah, she even convinced me that we had a Dorothy. The Dorothy was the tornado tracking devices from the film. She convinced me that we had a Dorothy stored underneath our house, our house, just in case a tornado ever were to hit our house. 
Um, but we got high drama in this movie, some tragedy. It's very well made. We got high stakes, good action. The visual effects still hold up today. Great from, visual effects. From 1996, I believe. And again, r- very rotten scores on, on Rotten Tomatoes. 59% critics, 58% audiences. Oh, my but God. But Twister is one of my all-time favorite movies. I love that movie. Nick, I 100% agree with you. I've watched that movie three times last week. It's been on TV. It's so There's, good. I've just been watching it. And then they announced the next one. We don't need a sequel, but whatever. I completely it's agree. It's supposed to be happening, what, like this year, next year? I think next year, maybe. I don't know. Nick, and I even remember the first time I saw that movie. We, I remember it was an old beauty shop I went to. I was a kid. They had like VHS tapes. You pop in a tape while your mother or whoever your grandma is getting her hair done. You just sit there. <laughs> you popped, I popped in Twister. It was the first time I watched it. Nice. Fell in love on the spot, huh? Fell in love. Yeah, baby. And another, another special shout out, connection to Succession. Um. Our boy, our boy, Alan Ruck, Alan Ruck, Connor. The actor, Connor's in it. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So is uh, Carrie uh, Elwes, by the way. Who's also Carrie Elwes? Yeah, the I forgot best, to uh, the best horror movie franchise, uh, one of the best ever. Uh, called Saw. Yeah, watch it. Too. Yeah, we'll well, Princess there. Bride is where he's from, by the way, not Saw. But anyways. <laughs> okay, Bill, turn left here toward that farm. Uh, yeah. Trust me, rabbit is good, rabbit is wise. All right, number four. So again, to make this list, guys, we do we do have our own list of top movies. So this movie is my one of my movies on my top list. So I, I help make my list of underrateds. I love this movie. It's on TV a lot. So I still think it's underrated because even though it's on TV, it probably doesn't mean it's still properly rated. But I'm going back to pick up a trend here. The 1998 action mystery thriller not just a mystery thriller an action mystery thriller a sequel although it's not branded the same it's got a completely different name than the first one u.s marshals yeah. 30% critics 53% audience stars they're very highly underrated i don't think he gets enough respect tommy lee jones wesley snipes robert downey jr a young robert downey jr and I'm probably going to say his name wrong, but I love this guy. He's always great as a side character, Sopranos and everything. Joe Pantolo, Pan, Pantoliano. Y'all know I can't say names right. <laughs> but that guy's hilarious. Yeah, so again, what is U.S. Marshals? Okay, this is U.S. Marshals. An airplane bearing gruff U.S. Marshals, Sam Gerard. Have you picked up another theme here? I picked movies with great names. Sam Gerard, great movie uh, character name, Tommy Lee Jones. Crashes in the wilderness on board the same flight as Mark Sheridan, a.k.a. Wesley Snipes, a federal prisoner accused of not one but double murder who escapes during the ensuing chaos, but not before rescuing several people from the wreckage. Hmm, could he be a good guy instead of a bad guy? Gerard is ordered to hunt down the fugitive along with State Department agent John Royce. Kind of a lame name. That's Robert Downey Jr. And the two pursue Sheridan relentlessly despite growing doubts about his guilt. Guys, this movie is phenomenal. One, you got Tommy Lee Jones. Two, you got Wesley Snipes. Three, you got Robert Downey Jr. You got a huge plane crash into the water. You get to watch these, like, this dude makes a bomb out of a toilet paper roll holder. Like, crazy ingenuity. Then you have guys breaking out of handcuffs with glasses, teaching you stuff. You got all these types of moves and tricks. It's like chases here. You got car chase. You got a, a swamp chase. You got on top of the building the city chase. You got a cemetery chase. You got people shooting in the cemetery. You got just crazy stuff start to finish. This movie is amazing. Another quick, like the cemetery I just mentioned, is in Chicago. We have family buried in that cemetery in Chicago, so may they rest in peace. But oh, it's also cool, you know, that we visited the cemetery of U.S. Marshals. Again, this is a sequel. The original is The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. They moved on to uh, Wesley Snipes as the bad guy in this one. But if you've watched it, Maybe he's not so bad. You have to just check it out for yourself. I highly recommend going and checking out Samuel Gerard. Here's a little scene from the movie. My quote goes a little bit further than just one, like three here. Here we go. So they're chasing. They're chasing my man, uh, Wesley Snipes. Sam Gerard. You'll know when you watch it. He knows everything about chasing someone, setting up perimeters and all this stuff. He's going to get them. So they're in the swamp, and they're looking around, trying to find this guy. And then finally Gerard goes, which one of you knows the most about this terrain? And then it says here, most of the hicks raised their hand. And then he goes, all right, 
which one of you was the ugliest, most inbred country son of a bitch out here? And they all start laughing. And then some old feller takes a gob of chew and spits. And then Sam Gerard, in all seriousness, points at him and says, you come with me. <laughs> and they get on a boat in the swamp together and they go chase it. I love that scene. So again, Samuel Gerard, a.k.a. Tommy Lee Jones, U.S. Marshals, 1998. Go check it out. It's amazing. Phenomenal. Thank you for setting that scene for us, Phil. It was beautiful. Oh, it's so good. So good. It may be a little problematic, that scene, because there's a bunch of white guys in the swamp going after a black guy. I would hope we progress mm-hmm. and stand in movie making that we don't, you know, do that type of stuff. Um, but for 1998, it was great. With each one of you, which one of you knows the most about this terrain? <laughs> All right, which one of you is the ugliest, most inbred country son of a bitch out here? <laughs> you come with me. Number three. The third most underrated movie of all time. Ooh, boys. Top three, man. This is a special one. This is a special one. I actually reckon that neither of you two so-called film buffs have even seen this movie. Oh, no. It's time for rom-coms, Phil. You've never even seen this movie. You have still haven't seen T2. Get out of here. This movie does have pretty good Rotten Tomato scores. 84% critics, 83% audience. However, Phil, hold your face. (laughs) <laughs> However, according to my in-depth research, this film only made about $15 million during its original box office run. Really? Nobody was seeing this. Nobody was seeing this movie, right? Not even but you me. did. I saw this movie. This is a movie that flat out does not get the love that it deserves, especially compared to the other films of this genre. And this pains me to say... Because I love you, Gaga. I love him. I'm a big fan. You got a cute little movie with a star is born. But I'm sorry, Gaga. Mark Ruffalo, Kira Knightley, Haley oh. Steinfeld, and Adam Levine blew your star is born out of the water with the masterpiece that is 2013's Begin Again. Begin again. Guys, I cannot go on enough about this movie, but I, we have a little time constraints so i'll keep it short this is an inspirational musical comedy drama about overcoming many hardships that life may throw at you and it's about taking you know leaps of faith guys when i watch this i cry i laugh i sing along it hits me in all the right ways karen knightley is so great she made me believe that she could be a pop star if she wanted to be i mean she she wrote and recorded all her own music for this movie she was incredible mark ruffalo is sensational my favorite Mark Ruffalo role and movie of all time, and that says a lot because Mark Ruffalo. Really? Really. He's unbelievable. Guys, go see Begin Again. Everybody, listeners, Phil, Jordy, you so-called film buffs. Wait, wait, wait hold on. Uh, guys, before I get put on the spot here, I have seen it on a flight before. Okay. It was the best flight of your life, evidently. I've, I've never a, it seen was... it. I've never even heard of it. So exactly. maybe call Hold on, dude. Underrated. Like you said, high ratings. It was an eight million dollar budget, and it made sixty five million at the box office. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's and total. Just... That's total. Hold on. Original yeah, box yeah, office yeah, run yeah. was fifteen million. It was. Well, they re-released. didn't re-release it. No they did. They did the re-release it, and they released it in different countries. Oh, it originally so... started in the U.S. U.S. was fifteen million, I believe. Anyways, distributed, distributed by the Weinstein Company too. I'm sitting here confessing my love for this movie. <laughs> well, look at look at Phil out here trying to crap on it. Never even seen. Yeah, it watch the movie, Phil. Salty. Watch what? the movie. I'm, I'm, I'm confessing it. my Netflix. love. It's on Netflix. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I'll watch, watch it. it. It's on Netflix. Thank you, Phil. It. Thank you. I'll You're gonna it. be inspired. You're gonna come out a new man. Think yeah. about what you can I'll apply. Properly, from this. I'll properly apply, rate it. Apply some things you learn to your own life, Phil, and you're gonna be a better man for it. All right. Okay, I'll do. And I'd like to say. I probably watched this movie and I listened to the soundtrack more than I'd care to admit. Would everyone go see Begin Again? Great movie. I don't know if it was the altitude, but I I did feel like good. I did feel something while I watched it. I'd take that for you. Taylor Swift does have a song named Begin Again. You cannot roll your eyes at me and Nick out here and you really like you're just you know, like you're above this, and you go, oh, guys, Taylor Swift does have a good come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, come Frankie on. I, I didn't get sound like that. that. I don't crap, sound man. like that. Might as well. Like yeah. Haters. That's how, that's how it came through. Whose turn is it? Let me see this 
for a second. Hey, listen, I'm shooting a song down here, and I need you guys to be quiet for five minutes, no, all right? I'll, I'll pay you. I'll pay you. How much? A buck. A buck each. Hey, you're funny. Five dollars. Five bucks for all of you guys. Okay, hey, well, okay. Two bucks. Two bucks each. No! All right, all right, all right, all right, five bucks each. Brandon's five bucks and five lollipops, one for each of us. Throw in a box of cigarettes and light it. I'll give you one cigarette for each of you to smoke and to share it, and I'll give you a pack of matches, all right? Yes. All right, can you sing? My number three movie, I think it's probably the lowest, might be, I don't, obviously I don't know for sure yet, but it could be the lowest rated Rotten Tomatoes movie on this list. But it is a movie that I will defend with my life. Um, came out in 2004. Do my math right. I was about eight or nine years old when it came out. 22% Rotten Tomatoes score. Like I said, a movie I will defend with my life. It's fun, scary, action-packed. And the tagline of this movie was, whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> well, sure as hell was not the viewer that lost because this is a movie I have a weak spot for for you know, since 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 I've seen it as a little boy, I had all the toys in my room. I still have the figures framed in my wall. I think this movie is very underrated, underappreciated. It's a grand old time. It's Alien versus Predator, the original, not Ooh. the sequels that were pretty crappy after. The original Paul W.S. Anderson. Give you a very quick, straight to the point summary. Wealthy and ambitious Charles Bishop Wayland goes on an exhibition to Antarctica. He hopes to find a mysterious source of heat that's been detected. Tough guide, Alexa Woods, uh, son of Lathan, uh, Lathan, Lathan, whatever you pronounce it, so sorry. So hot. Um, yeah, she is, she's an attractive uh, female for sure. Um, they go on this expedition to, they uncover a pyramid, but they also find some very evil parasitic aliens making matters worse. Another extraterrestrial species shows up, the Predators, and they arrive to hunt the other aliens. Humans caught in the middle of this. Practical effects were great. Action was great. Um, and like I said, I was eight or nine years old. And this really opened up the door kind of for me to dive into that horror and monster world. It was a PG-13 rated movie, which people hated that it was. Because all the other you know, the original franchises were rated R. But like I said, for me, um, it opened the door to so many great things to these franchises as well. Maybe I was a little too young to see it. But go see it if you just want to have a grand old time looking at some badass aliens go to town. Alien versus Predator. I can't believe it's rated that low. AVP? 22%. Oh, yeah. And also, while you're at it, it's obviously based on an incredible comic book line that you should check out as well. The AVP comics are incredible. You want it to be the first ones here? We are. You've claimed the find. It's yours. Now we move as a team and we're done for the day. You heard her. What do you want to do with these, Mr. Wayne? Take them. We'll run further tests from the surface. No! No! Then touch them! Alright, well, we're keeping the trend going here. 90s, baby. We're going to 1999. Horror thriller. What'd you call me? Oh, okay. <laughs> or horror mystery thriller. Yeah. So, mystery thrillers, baby. More Action, mystery. Or A lot of mystery. All right, now, number three on my list. It does have an 86 uh, critic score, 56 audience, but why I call it underrated is because I show a, a lot of people this movie who hasn't seen it, and they hate on it after they watch it for the most part. <laughs> so I think it's just because they didn't watch it when it first came out, and they don't understand it. This is the Blair Witch Project. Ooh. Yeah, the Blair Witch. So, synopsis. Found a video footage tells the tale of three film students have traveled to a small town to collect documentary footage about the Blair Witch, a legendary local murderer. Over the course of several days, the students interview townspeople and gather clues to support the tale's veracity. But the project takes a frightening turn when the students lose their way in the woods and begin hearing horrific noises. Now, found footage. This was like the first of its kind. I remember when this movie came out, people believed that it was... Uh, some people thought it was real. I thought people, it was real when I was a kid. A lot of people, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we, remember that. we thought it was real. Um, everyone went to see it, I guess. It was, it was a big, big, you know, big found footage thing, low budget. Um, but again, critics gave a high, but audience was whack. In college, I had a bunch of people watch who had never seen it before. Um, and this just... Me, me, Phil. You held me 
You held me at gunpoint to <laughs> made me watch this movie. Yes, I made. But I did. I was. I was very scared. I was. Very I made scared. the volleyball team watch it, and they like laughed at me after it was over. Like laughed at me. They said it sucked. And this just goes to show you how people don't know what they're watching. This was. If you don't know this. Rotten Tomatoes still allows you to critique a movie regardless of when it came out. So this is a quote from 2023. Someone bashing the movie. Good found footage movie, but it's well past its time. Well, no shit. You watched it in 2023. It's not going to measure up to things that come out now, you idiot. So this guy didn't get it. Um, here's, And this is a quote that I say a lot. I say this quote a lot. I thought we were keeping it positive. Well, I'm just mad at this guy for hating it. This is a quote from one of the, the, the characters in the movie. Uh, this is Josh. He goes, okay, so things are going wrong. They don't know how to get out. They're like, what are we doing? We're going in circles and all this type of stuff. And Josh just goes, okay. Here's your motivation. You're lost. You're angry in the woods, and no one is here to help you. That's your motivation. So anytime I struggle in life, I think about just being lost in the woods and thinking, man, I got to get out of here. This is my motivation. I can't just be down and just lay next to this creek and just wait for the Blair Witch to come and get me. I got to stay moving. So, again, the Blair Witch, phenomenal film, found footage. It's, like, right up my alley. It sparked the whole genre of found footage with the paranormal franchise and all that stuff underrated film without it who knows where we'd be today the blue witch go see it and again to anyone knocking it again because if you have seen it and you say it's not scary whatever stop it you're the type of people who will flip the switch at the bottom of the steps and as soon as it goes dark run up the steps because you think something's chasing you but you're telling me being <laughs> lost in the woods in a tent with noises and rocks and cackles and babies and kids making noises you ain't scared get out of here you'd be scared out of your minds Blair witch three underrated let's go i, I will say about blair witch when I watched it the one time Phil forced me to, it was very scary, but in a very unique way. It wasn't like I was just on edge the entire movie. And not a lot of things like really freaked me out that I saw, but I was freaked out the whole movie, if that makes sense. Like I was yes. scared the whole time. I'll give it this. It made like, if I'm not mistaken, like $250 million on like a $60,000 budget. Right. So it did, it did do something right for that to to be able to capture audience i will say this if, if people are using this list to look for new movies to see i do not think it has aged well but i can see it in the context and the light of what it means and what it did so of course i'll i'll be a fan for that but yeah watch the movie then go camping and tell me it doesn't do nothing for you <laughs> <laughs> i rem i remember because i didn't see it until years after it came out but i remember the whole like poop law around the movie when it did come out everyone was talking about it. everyone was like is this i remember a lot of people thought it was real like you guys said mm -hmm. but i'll never forget that movie here's your motivation you're lost you're angry in the woods and no one here is here to help you there's a fucking witch and she keeps leaving shit outside your door there's no one here to help you she left little trinkets you Gosh. fucking took one of them she ran after us there's no one here to help Gosh. you we walked for 15 hours today we ended up in the same place there's no one here to help you. That's your motivation. Number two. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for my number two most underrated, underappreciated movies. Um, I am going back with you, Phil, to the 90s. And this is a movie that made a huge impact on me when I first finally see it. Um, it is only a 58 eight percent rotten tomatoes which is absolutely disgraceful especially when you have a cast i'll leave the the, the big guy the main big guy they're probably going to give it away for last but we got john kusik kusik john malkovich Steve Buscemi, ving rames dave chappelle danny trejo jerry Bruckheim was producing it the main star himself nicholas cage we're talking about con air baby yes jordy what a underrated spectacular piece of film um for the people that have not seen it let me give you a uh, a quick quick summary um you don't need too much obviously but here we go we follow this movie we follow cameron poe aka nicholas cage a former army ranger sentenced to seven to ten years in a maximum security penitentiary for manslaughter after killing a drunk who attacked his pregnant wife uh trisha this this movie guys this movie after his sentence poe never actually got to meet his daughter casey eight years later he is paroled for good behavior 
but he is forced to rescue the plane transporting these incredible, incredible criminals when he's going home and it's taken over by them. You know, we got some iconic criminals, William Billy Bedlam Bedford, serial rapist John Johnny 23 uh, Baca, black gorilla member Nathan Diamond Dog Jones, Garland Green, <laughs> psychomaniac Steve Buscemi as well, you know, psychopathic and obviously psychopathic career criminal and murderer who masterminded the whole hijacking of the plane and Cyrus the virus. <laughs> but here's the quote, guys. Define irony. A bunch of idiots on a plane dancing to a song made famous by a band who died in a plane crash. What a movie, guys. So start to finish, front to back, nonstop, action, 90s, epicness, guys. Um, you forgot pinball. Oh, yeah, of course, pinball as well. Sorry. Yeah, I have, I, you guys have so many notes to talk about. Dave Chappie. Dave Chappie. Dave Chappie. And special shout out of this movie featuring a diabetic character representing the diabetic community out here. Represent. As well. Represent. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure people have heard of it before, but it's still underrated, underappreciated. If you haven't seen it, go see it and have a blast. Um, people need to give this movie some some of their flowers, man, because this is a well, well-executed movie. Simon West directed it. Go see it. Con Air, baby. Can't believe it's that low again on Rotten Tomatoes. 58%. Nicholas Cage. Another appearance. In the Another supply. appearance. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I have the only gun on board. Welcome to Con Air. All right, number two. All right, guys, so we, so the viewers, we came up with doing this list. But yesterday, we came up with doing this list. I This movie I had to actually watch the night before, just hit HBO Max. So as soon as we, I knew we were making the list and was going on it, this movie was like my anthem my last year of college. Anytime where you're going to have a, a party or an event, I had to watch this at least the night before or earlier in the day. It just gets me hype. Slept on movie, 28% by the critics, 61 by the audience. This is the newest movie on my list, 2012. No more mystery thriller here, guys. This is a comedy. My number two is... Project X, baby. Yeah, Phil. Yeah. Project X. Pursuit of happiness. Pursuit of happiness. We got music, all all the vibes. Let me go through the synopsis. Thomas, Costa, and JB are three anonymous high school seniors who are determined to finally make their mark. But how to make themselves unforgettable in the uh, annals, uh, I don't know what that word is, of high school history with an epic party, of course. The idea is innocent enough, but nothing could prepare the three friends for this shindig. As word of the soirees on awesomeness spreads, dreams are ruined, <laughs> records are blemished, but legends are born, baby. <laughs> yes, Project X is just a thrill ride of chaos of high school kids just getting crazy, wanting to be popular. It's my dream. I've, dream. I've passed my prime of being a high schooler of having – yes, it's my dream. I, I'm no longer in high school. I don't know if I can throw this party as an adult. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to destroy the neighborhood. But I'm, I'm when as Lincoln gets older, I'm just gonna make sure I'm covered on all avenues because I'm hoping Lincoln throws this crazy party that you will witness in the That's movie. That's gonna be your he better, house. He better invite. I don't care. I got insurance. Invite <laughs> me, dog. I want to be a part of it. Here's the one quote from the movie that I picked. Actually, just because uh, Jordan he said diabetes last one, there's a part in the movie where the fact the fat kid Jesus. says I'm working on that, something. That's the segue, guys. Guy, oh my lord. Yeah, the other high school kid goes, the only thing you're working on is diabetes, you fam. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wrong. I know it's wrong. It's high schoolers, y'all. Not played by high schoolers. Uh, here's the quote. This movie just keeps going up a level. Just when you think the party's crazy, no, it gets crazier and crazier. At one point, this man shows up with a flamethrower <laughs> and yells out in the middle of the street, Costa, give me back my fucking gnome. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this movie, that movie is, is hilarious. Fun, that movie is fun. Oh, hilarious. And this is what the dopes on Rotten Tomatoes said. Unoriginal. <laughs> Stop it. Unfunny. Do you hear me laughing? And all around unattractive. Get out of here. Even Miles Teller's in it. Project X mines the depths of the teen movie and found footage. You know me, found footage. Genres for 87 minutes of predictably mean-spirited debauchery. I don't know if it's predictable. And it is mean spirited, and it is debauchery, and I'm here for all of it. <laughs> it is Project X number two. Go see it. If you got a party coming up, watch it. You will be hyped. 
you'll be getting crazy. So that this explains a lot of your behavior in college, Phil. <laughs> now that I know, now that I know you were watching this to get hyped up for the, some of the God. our parties. Man, pursuit of happiness. What the fuck is he doing? Give me back my fucking dog! Let's give it back to where the fuck is it? At number two, boys, this movie is so great. I am so passionate about this movie. I hope you feel my passion come across, all you listeners. Mm. This is one of my all-time favorite movies. And I mentioned the original soundtrack for Begin Again, number three. But this movie here at number two, dare I say, one of the best original soundtracks of all time. And one original song from this movie has a message, a little something to say about being disrespected and underrated. Fitting with the team. Fitting and with it the goes team. a little something like this. They've been laughing since I can remember, <laughs> but they're not gonna laugh anymore. No more Maxi the Geek, no more Goof of the Week like before. Cause I got 40 more minutes of home economics than down with the textbooks and up with the comics. Just think of all the time I've been losing, finding the right things to say. But things will be going my way after today. And things are gonna be going a Goofy Movies way after today. After it lands at number two on my list, a goofy movie. And this movie, while it does have somewhat of a, a cult following, you know, at this point, but it's almost never, ever mentioned alongside some of the other classic animated Disney films. And I'm here to change that. In 1995, we got a lot of 90s movies, boys. 1995... A goofy movie is a father-son coming-of-age story that belongs in the upper echelon of the behemoth that is Disney's finest films ever made. A goofy movie, I'm sure a lot of us have seen it. I'm sure a lot of us don't appreciate it the way that it should be appreciated. Go watch it. Go see it again. Keep in mind the soundtrack, the characters. We pull for them. We root for them. Our heartstrings are pulled. Please go Give a goofy movie the love that it deserves. Well, Phil's out here in a mood to crap on all of our decisions and picks. I want to extend my virtual handshake to you through the screen because I am willing to. No, get your hand out of there, Phil. Move it. Phil, this is between me. No. Move it too. Because I'm willing to go on a limb to say this is the most under, single most underrated animated movie of all time. Thank you, Jordy. Hey, hey two things. One, I, I, I guessed that was going to be on your list, Nick, but I didn't send it for proof. I did. And the only reason I did guess it, because I know you love it. And two, because I actually watched it two weeks ago. We watched it at school. Like, we had a little downtime. We watched it. And, and, it me, and when we did the list, I'm like, Nick's definitely going to pick this one. And, and I, I, no, I, I've loved the movie, too, but I haven't seen it so long. It is so good. Polly Shore's it's so character. so good. Whatever. I forgot the character's name he plays, Polly Shore. Goes down as like one of the greatest side characters, live action, animated of all time. He's so funny. He's so, so funny. good. It's so, so good. Funny. The comedy hits on like all age groups. It looks the, so cool. It's so, it's so great. It's I great. it looks so great. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks for agreeing with me, guys. Much yeah, how fun this can Much be. Deserved. I expect some of the same love come around before this number one, guys. Burn it down. Told you our plan would work, Max. Max, 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 25% critics. Now, the audience did give it 77, but I don't know many people who's watched today or still watches it. If this is on TV, I will watch it over anything. Anything. I will, no matter what part of the movie, I am watching it. Today, we got these ensemble cast, all these actors in these movies. This is the original ensemble cast. This movie is loaded with actors and an actress. Phenomenal film, all right? 2000. Let me go through the cast. You might pick up on it as I go through the cast where I say the name. For appearance number three, two for me, baby. Nicholas Cage, Angelina Jolie, Giovanni Ribisi, Delroy Lindo, 
Will Patton, Christopher Eccleston, Raymond Kalitri. He plays Raymond Kalitri. Master P makes an appearance. Timothy Oliphant, Scott Kahn, and Robert Duvall. Are you kidding me? That is a cast <laughs> that will blow movies out the water. This is 2000's Gone in 60 Seconds, baby. Mm. 1967 Shelby GT500 makes an appearance as Eleanor. <laughs> uh, the movie starts off like this. Since Nick is singing, I'm going to start singing. Green Sally up, Green Sally down. Last one squat, got to tear the ground. Green Sally up, Green Sally down. Last one squat, got to tear the ground. Old Miss Lucy's dead and gone. Left me here to weep and moan. This movie is freaking phenomenal. Randall Memphis Reigns. Again, do I know how to pick characters with names? Long ago abandoned his life of crime. But after an ominous visit from an old friend, he finds he has no choice but to return to what he does best stealing cars <laughs> in order to save his brother's life it all comes down to one night 50 cars and a contract are you kidding me we get cars we get angelina jolie we get we get nicholas cage again just being crazy the oh yeah you're doing it the, the song was great to start <laughs> off we got low rider and then that's their their hype song like like project x because my project x is my hype up moving they listen to low rider Okay, let's ride. Let's ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to this dumb review. It's fun for a couple of hours and provides the requisite eye candy, but that's about all. What else do you want? We have a couple of hours (laughs) of fun and eye candy. Get out of here with your terrible things. And again, it's got one of the greatest quotes of all time. It's very, it's, it's, you should listen to this quote, guys, because this guy gets life. Memphis Reigns gets life. He's having a, a, a conversation with the detective because the detective hasn't caught him over so many times he got out of the game before this uh, detective could catch him. And Memphis says to him, without disappointment, you cannot appreci- victory, appreciate victory. So what he's saying is, guys, you will be disappointed in life. It's going to happen. But that's how you appreciate victory. Like, come on, man. This, this guy – this is the ultimate family movie. This Fast and the Furious crap all about – this is the original family movie. All these characters, these actors, great come together. To help save Memphis Reigns and little bro, they come together as one, stealing cars, beautiful cars. It's a fantastic ride. There's fun little chase scenes. I just the Shelby GT500 just rips through town, Long Beach baby. We're just going boom here and boom there and boom here. We got people going through (laughs) walls. We got cannonballs. We got people who can't drive. We got people who can drive. It's just man, Raymond Kalitri, a great villain. Just what a great name. He's a carpenter. Like, how scary is a guy who's going to kill you, but he also makes stuff, makes coffins? Man, <laughs> get out of here. Gone in 60 Seconds, the greatest underrated film of all time. Go watch it if you have it. And if you have and you don't like it, watch it again and change your mind. Phil, outstanding pick. I love that movie. That is a great movie. Yes. And I agree. You can watch it anytime you, anytime you get a chance, throw it yeah. on, and it's enjoyable. Anytime. It's very enjoyable. I didn't do it for the money. I did it for the cars. Gleaming in marina blue, sunfire yellow, marlboro red, begging to be plucked. The most underrated movie of all time had so many unrealistic expectations placed on it that it was almost doomed to disappoint audiences around the world. It's following one of the most iconic movies of all time, and this was no small task, right? We can all agree on that. And while it admittedly never quite reaches the level of its predecessor, I will die on the hill that the Lost World, Jurassic Park, is one incredible movie, despite being thrown in the trash by most fans. Steven Spielberg returns. Yes, that Steven Spielberg. I didn't know there was another one. The one you're thinking of returns in this (laughs) Jurassic Park sequel that left critics and audiences feeling kind of meh. We got 54% critics, Rotten Tomato, 51% audiences. I just don't get it, guys. I truly, I just don't get that. It's so damn epic. We got dinosaurs in the wild. I mean, what what else? What else? What more do you want? I mean, what I would, what I, no, what I would want is maybe like a T Rex, like drinking out of a pool. Or oh, oh but this okay. Well, that, right? dinosaurs in the wild. There's so many amazing moments. 
just a few that kind of just popped in my head just now as I was thinking about it. We got Julianne Moore and Vince Vaughn encountering a Stegosaurus. Vince Vaughn. For the first time, I got goosebumps just thinking about it right now. We got the trailer hanging off the side of the cliff with a baby T-Rex inside. Mama and Papa T-Rex trying to push the trailer off. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat. The tension was so crazy in that moment. We got our hero, Eddie, being ripped in half by two T-Rexes. Rest <laughs> in peace, Eddie. We got the high hide. We got compies doing damage for the first time. We got raptors in the long grass. Don't go into the long grass. <laughs> oh, that's Don't go into the scene. long grass. Scaring, Blair Witch type stuff. We got the T-Rex coming through the waterfall. How iconic is that? We got the T-Rex being let loose in our society in San Diego, as Jordy said, drinking water out of a swimming oh. pool. This is something, this was something Scare that is the dog. executed infinitely better than the <clears throat> Jurassic World franchise tried to do recently. Hey, man. And guys, this is just an amazing movie. I don't care what Preach. anybody says about this movie. Shoot the adult. Shoot the adult. I want the baby back alive. <laughs> Wow, I mean, I could just go on and on and on about this movie. I I watch it all the time. It's such a great adventure. I will I will die on the hill that this movie, while it does doesn't quite reach the levels of the original, this movie is a damn good time, and an epic epic movie success, despite what anyone says. You forgot the best quote. Do you want to set up a base camp or a buffet? <laughs> I was counting on you to bring that in, Phil. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, I was just a little boy at home. My dot, my my dad is a insane movie fan. Our our living room had a cabinet full with DVDs. That's where I first saw a Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Like there was so many great memories in there, and I used to be able to pick a movie. When the first time I picked this movie, I, I looked at the box, I opened it. I was looking at the little pictures and this movie was like, I have to pop this in and see this movie, guys. And what I was able to witness was, to this date, <laughs> the single greatest movie ever made. And I bring it up every moment I can because it simply is the objective truth. On the other hand, Rotten Tomatoes does give it a 39%, which might be a typo. Um, it was... Featured on the most underrated must-see films on IMDb, number 298. <laughs> but it was on there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Deep Blue Sea is a 1999 American science fiction horror film directed by Rennie Harlan, starring Saffron Burroughs, the breakout role for Thomas Jane, Punisher, uh, LL Cool J, Michael Rappaport, Stellan Skarsgård, and of course, Samuel L. Jackson. Really quick rundown before I get into why this is the greatest movie ever made, even though you already probably already sold after I give this quick quick uh, rundown of the plot. It's an isolated underwater research facility. The film follows a team of scientists and their research on these different kinds of sharks to help fight Alzheimer's disease. But you know, the way they get able to extract more of the stuff they need is to make the shark's brains bigger and therefore smarter because that's obviously the most logical approach. Um, the situation, however, plunges into chaos when the multiple genetically engineered smartest sharks go on a rampage and flood the city. Suspense, the pacing, the action sequence. It is incredible. You guys bring up the, the, the best shark movie of all time is Jaws, guys. In Jaws, they had a shark model that they used. It was 25 feet long, right? The director of this movie said, fuck that. We're making ours 26 feet, baby. <laughs> this is bigger. It's better. It's, it is. Look, man, you can't go at Jaws. See, I won't bore with you. Yeah, you can't go out to Jaws, Jaws Jordy. Yeah, Just don't sell your Jaws. movie. There's Jaws no is the greatest crap. movie. There's what they don't have a clan wait, wait, wait. in deep blue I'm sea talking, I'm, I'm talking about i'm talking about the model of the, the shark but you're using it to knock you guys you guys yeah you they guys went one foot bigger the movie came out 30 40 years afterward good 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 job you you progress one yeah, foot deep blue sea is not just a movie about sharks and snappy comebacks guys the human spirit 
ability to overcome even the most daunting challenges, resilience, survival, triumph of the human will. Well, at least the will to not be eaten by super smart sharks. Um, in conclusion, guys, I don't want to get this too long. It is the best movie ever made. And I will say this with complete confidence to the day I die. It's thrilling, hilarious, intense masterpiece. It transcends traditional cinema. It is a cinematic experience that will leave you in awe. Make sure to dive into the deep waters of deep blue sea. To get eaten. You will not be what what'd you say, Phil? You, you hating on me? So they can just what'd be you eaten? You want them to dive in to where the sharks are at? That sounds smart like a bad sharks. philosophy. Smart not when Thomas Jane is around. Is they're smart. Yeah, smart. They're really smart. They're really smart. You will not be disappointed. Sparks. Go watch this movie, guys. It is the best movie ever made and the most underrated movie of all time. I do, I do. I did watch it last. Well, I didn't watch it. It's become one of the movies I put on before I fall asleep. So I watch the intro and then I kind of fall asleep. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's a movie that if I, for some reason, stay up late, it puts me to sleep. You know, Jordy, I, I, <laughs> guys, what a great way to end on the high, huh, Nick? What are you gonna say? What I was gonna, gonna, say, movie, movie. I was gonna say was, I do, I do like Deep Blue Sea, but yeah, your your charades and parades and antics <laughs> that you go on about Deep Blue Sea has it's turned Deep Blue Sea sour for me because I can't watch it Nick. the same way anymore. And I like Deep Blue Sea. I like Deep A Blue shark sea. ate me. Nick, can you just place yourself into the mindset when you first saw the scene where Dallin Skarsgård is, is, you know, get his, obviously his arm bit off, which is amazing. But so, then when they're an under, underwater research facility, obviously we know what happened before, you know, the transport, the helicopter attack. And they're looking through the glass into the infinite depths of the ocean. And they're like, what's that? That's, what's that over there? I don't know. What is it? Everyone starts pitching in. And the gigantic shark, the Mecco shark, just comes in. It gets bigger and bigger. And we're looking as an audience. And what the, what the hell? What the hell is that guy? It's Skarsgård on a stretcher being slammed into the glass. Everything comes crashing down. The water, it starts flooding. Guys, that's one of the most iconic movie scenes of all time. <laughs> That's just absurd. God, well, who who yeah, let Jordy go last? Who let Jordy, I feel like we need to Phil, you got any honorable mentions you want to throw? Yeah, I got some honorable mentions, baby. Saving oh, the best for last. Go see Deep Blue Sea. Go see Deep Blue Sea and come back and tell me that's not the most thrillist of rides that you've been on in recent. All right. All right. Well, everyone, that should just about do it for all screens and sizes episode 12. Thank you so much for listening. We truly enjoyed diving into some of these all-time lists with you guys. Let us know what you think. If we missed any or we missed any big-time sleepers that you guys might have, we will undoubtedly be returning for some rankings of our favorite things we've seen on screen. And uh, But f- please feel free to reach out to our socials and suggest some other all-time rankings you'd like to hear us discuss in the future. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Screens and Sizes. And we really appreciate all of you. And please don't hesitate to share with your friends or family or anyone that might enjoy some fun movie banter between best friends. With that being said, Jordy, Phil, any final thoughts? Great list, guys. I like every. Thanks. I like. I've watched all the movies. I, the one movie Nick said I'll go. Watch Thank it. you, Phil. Thank you. It's a pretty good time. Did you see Deep Blue Sea already? Uh, you should, you, like I know you you fell asleep, but you might want to. No, watch I, it I I didn't mean that as like a knock. I'm like I'll watch it and then because <laughs> it's up late, it's something to watch. It's different that I normally wouldn't watch. So I I, I, re- I respect the movie, Jordy. I just don't respect saying it's better than Jaws. That's something I don't respect. It's better than Jaws and alongside any other movie ever made. It is the best cinematic masterpiece of all time. But that's more than here or there. Thank you guys for listening so much. Um, we'll we have a lot of more stuff lined up. Obviously, we got Guardians of the Galaxy coming out that will be really exciting to dive into. And other than that, we're gonna keep these things coming. If anything you want to hear, like like you said, Nick, please let us know. We love interacting with you guys. And thanks again so much for listening. Latest.